0: Back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Yes, this
1: is Leonard Birdsong still with you. I've been talking about the potential constitutional crisis that may be brewing in Washington, D.C. Washington my home. I've been here in Florida for many years now teaching law, and it's been very good however there was watergate that was one of the not the only impeachment hearing it really didn't go through to impeachment congress prepared articles of impeachment but richard nixon resigned one of the people who served as counsel to the watergate special prosecutors back in the nineteen seventies was a fellow by the name of philip Allen lockovera and recently he wrote a little piece where he says that the president had specifically attempted to shut off at least a major piece of what Trump calls the Russian thing. That is, that's why the um, president fired the FBI director. Now, this kind of presidential intervention, Mr. Lacovera writes, in a pending criminal investigation has not been seen to his knowledge since the days of Richard Nixon and Watergate. Comey's statement particularly detailed a series of interventions by Trump soliciting his assistance in getting the criminal probe dropped. These details are red meat for a prosecutor. Presumably, the team of experienced criminal prosecutors at Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III, As a symbol, we'll be following up on this crucial testimony, which rests on contemporaneous memoranda that Comey was sufficiently alarmed to prepare immediately after receiving the president's request. Now, the obstruction of justice statute prohibits not only successful interference with pending criminal investigations, but also any use of threats to endeavor to obstruct an investigation. Now, you may have heard of Robert S. Mueller III. I actually know him personally. How do I know him personally? Well, in the mid-'90s, when I was in private practice and doing a lot of criminal defense work, Robert Mueller was the head of the Homicide Division of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. In the mid-'90s, I was representing a fellow charged with first-degree murder, and the prosecutor was Robert Mueller. I got to know him. He's a hard-nosed but fair prosecutor. He's very good at what he does. He had been the U.S. attorney in San Francisco. He'd bounced around in the Department of Justice. He knows an awful lot. As a matter of fact, our case didn't go to trial because when I told my client about the background of the prosecutor, Mueller, he decided he wanted to take a plea. However, I do commend Mueller, Mr. Mueller as being... um Fair, but tough. He leaves no stone unturned. But let's get back to Mr. Lacovera, who was a Watergood prosecutor back in the 1970s when they wrote articles of impeachment against Richard Nixon. He goes on. He says that um, there's a lot of evidence that there were threats. Comey's testimony supplies the element of threats. He vividly describes a dinner with the president on January 27th which the president surprisingly limited to just the two of them. The president asked Comey whether he liked his job and wanted to continue in it, even though before the inauguration, the president had asked Comey to stay on the job, and Comey had eagerly accepted. Now, on February 14th, there was another one-on-one meeting with the president, and in that, the president Specifically ordered the attorney general, Jeff Sessions, who was in the meeting to the home to whom the FBI director ordinarily reports ordered the attorney general to leave the office where Comey was alone with Trump. Trump allegedly said, I hope you can see your way to clear this up to letting Flynn, that's Michael Flynn, who was the, um, had been the national security advisor, to go, he is a good guy. Let him go. I hope you can let this go. Now, Comey was taken aback by all this. Mr. Flynn was under investigation at the time by the FBI for lying to the FBI about his ties to Russia and his work with Turkey. And this investigation is still going on. On May ninth, Mr Trump fired mister Comey, the FBI director. He uh wanted to close the Russian thing as he calls it. He even bragged to senior Russian officials in private oval in a private office I'm sorry, he personally bragged to senior Russian officials in a private Oval Office meeting that uh he had accomplished the end of the Russian probe by firing Comey. Well, it didn't work. It's only gotten worse because yesterday, which I think I may have said was Mr. Trump's 71st birthday, news came out that he is under investigation for possible obstruction of justice. Now, that's not a great thing. Mr. Lacovera believes there's enough evidence already on the record to show that there was obstruction of justice. Actually more evidence than they had on Richard Nixon when Nixon decided to resign. So we will see how this goes. Now there is more to this. We've heard Comey testify as to why he thought he was threatened by the president and that why he was asked to to stop the probe against Flynn, who's still under investigation. And he's not the only one that's been called to testify. Yesterday, his boss, Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, who has recused himself from the Russian investigation, went before the Senate and testified about what he knew about the firing of Comey, and whether he knew anything about the Russian meddling in our election. Now, I can't tell you everything that Jeff Sessions said in the hearing. I listened to most of it. He has a very bad memory. He was asked some questions about certain things about uh, Comey, about the president, about the Russian affair. He came out swinging, he had his own prepared notes, and he testified that he had nothing to do with Russia, he didn't know anything about the firing of Coming, and then he was asked questions by various senators, and he said, among other things, I do not have any re- I do not have any recollection of meeting or talking to the Russian ambassador or any other Russian officials. I would have gladly have reported the meeting, the encounter that might have occurred. I guess I could say I could. I guess I could say that I possibly had a meeting, but I still don't recall it. Another time he said I'd have to rack my brain, but I don't recall it now. Another time I don't recall it, Senator Warner. I don't recall that, Senator Rubio. I'd have to think about it. I can't recall it, Senator Machen. We may have discussed that. I just don't have a real recall of the meeting. This goes on and on. I don't recall any such conversation. I don't recall ever having such a conversation, nor do I recall any conversation with Russia f- officials at the Mayflower hotel. I don't, I do not recall any of the individuals having meeting with Russian ofi- officials. I don't recall it. I don't recall. This goes on and on and on. He has a very bad memory, or he may be covering up something. Now, us old prosecutors are suspicious when people's memory starts to fade as much as Jeff Sessions' memory has faded. And I suspect, just based on what I know, that if he lasts in office three more weeks That'll be good, because I think he's going to resign. Jeff Sessions sounds like a man who is guilty of knowing something and doesn't want us to know what he knows. However, he may well be called before the special prosecutor, Mr. Mueller, who can put him in the grand jury and ask him questions under oath. And if he fails to testify, he's got Fifth Amendment privileges, but if he perjures himself... He may be put in jail for contempt. If you lie to a grand jury, if you perjure yourself, you have the notion that the court can put you in jail for the remainder of the time the grand jury is sitting. For a federal grand jury, they sit for 18 months. So I think Jeff Sessions will retire or resign, he's not fit, in my opinion, to be the Attorney General. He knows too little, and I think he's covering up. Well, these are my opinions, and I've told you a little bit about former Watergate prosecutor. I've given you some words from E.J. Dionne about Trump and why he may not be the best president because he wants to be an authoritarian in a democratic society. It doesn't work well. Now it's almost time for another break. I'm going to come back and tell you that there is a little more problem for President Trump that just came up day before yesterday. That is DC and Maryland have sued the president alleging breach of constitutional, of his constitutional oath. So stick with us. This is Leonard Birdsong Radio. I've got more for you when we come back from this break.
2: Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to consumerdebtcounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232
0: are you considering law school then you probably have tons of questions about the application process the admissions process the benefits of a legal career and what it takes to succeed in law school you'll find the answers to these questions and more in professor birdsong's law school guide techniques for choosing and applying to law school inside you'll find helpful chapters on the history of the lawyer why you should apply to law school things you need to know about applying and more you have the ability and the Drive Now, get the advice that will guide you into the legal profession by helping you successfully submit your application to the law school of your choice. Professor Birdsong's award-winning law school guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Available for purchase on Amazon.com or through the author link at LeonardBirdsong.com. You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong.
1: So happy to be back with you. Yes, this is Leonard Birdsong. I've been talking about the potential constitutional crisis that may be brewing in Washington, D.C. What do I mean by crisis or potential crisis? Well, it's never good in our government when there is problem with the executive, the executive can be impeached and he can be removed from office for treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors. Do we want a president who is dishonorable? Probably not. He's under investigation, as I said, for perhaps obstruction of justice. Obstruction of justice has been uh, sort of a key in, the few impeachments that are tried to be brought by Congress and have been brought by Congress. But now Donald Trump has more problems here. A couple of days ago, the District of Columbia in Maryland sued the president alleging breach of his constitutional oath. What is the constitutional oath that the President of the United States take? On September, strike that, on January 20th of this year, 2017, president took this oath. It is in Article 2 of the Constitution. It says, before he enters on the execution of office, the president shall take the following oath or affirmation, quote, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Now, just before that clause, it's called what's called the Emoluments Clause of the Constitution. Basically, it says that the president will receive compensation for his role as president, but during the time he's the president, he's not to receive any money from any one other than the United States or any other foreign policy. So the Attorney General's now for the District of Columbia and the state of Maryland sued Trump alleging that he's violated anti-corruption clauses in the Constitution by accepting millions in payments and benefits from foreign governments since moving into the White House. The lawsuit is the first of its kind by government entities and it centers on the fact that Trump chose to retain ownership of his company when he became president. Trump said in January that he was shifting his business assets into a trust managed by his son to eliminate eliminate potential conflicts of interest. But the Attorney General Carl Racine of Maryland and Attorney General Brian Frosch of the District of Columbia say Trump has broken many promises to keep separate his public duties and private business interests. For one, his son, Eric Trump, has said the president would continue to receive fairly regular updates about his company's financial health. The lawsuit goes on to allege unprecedented constitutional violations by Trump. The suit says Trump that Trump's continued ownership of global business, of his global his global business empire has rendered the president deeply enmeshed with a legion of foreign and domestic government actors and has undermined the integrity of the U S political system fundamental to a president's fidelity to faithfully execute his oath of office is the constitution's demand that the president disengage or disentangle his private finances from those of domestic and foreign powers. Never before has a president acted with such disregard for this constitutional prescription. Now, the suit could open a new front for Trump as he navigates investigations by Robert Mueller's investigation into possible collusion between his campaign and the Russians. All I can say is stay tuned. We'll see what happens. But again, I think Trump President Trump is in trouble. I think that he should get some good criminal lawyers on his side. I don't think the lawyers he has working for him now know how Washington work, or do they know much about criminal law, or what happens with respect to impeachment. But we'll see. A lot of people still like him. I read an article, no, I read a, a, a headline yesterday that the president's disapproval rating is at 60% of the nation. That doesn't bode well. But again, we will see what happens. Stick with us. I'm not just talking politics. I'm talking law and politics, not to bore you, but to inform you. Now, again, this is not a political program. It's one to entertain. I have a couple of more News tidbits that I'd like to read to you before we go, and I've got a couple of riddles that I'd like to share with you. So let's get back to the news tidbits. Headline, 9-11, get me to Hooters. A Florida man wanted to go to Hooters so badly that he allegedly told 911 dispatchers he needed a ride to the restaurant because his grandmother had just suffered a stroke in the parking lot. Instead, 28-year-old Jonathan Hinkle got a ride to the Brevard County Jail (laughs) after deputies searched for three hours for his grandmother. When they finally found her at another location, she said she hadn't had a stroke or asked anyone to help her. Hinkle was arrested on charges of misusing 911. He was released on bond a few days ago. Uh, Records don't list an attorney for him. Calling 911 to get a ride to Hooters. Here's a funny little story I found, a news tidbit. Headline, Bacon Saved from Frying. A truckload of pigs wasn't ready to become pork chops, despite being parked in the sun for hours in West Virginia. Bystanders called the fire department Friday after spotting 165 panting pigs in a seemingly abandoned tractor trailer outside a Long John Silver's restaurant in the uh, town of Charleston, West Virginia. Firefighters were called, and they doused the pigs with water and had the truck towed to a shady spot until the Ohio company that owned it came to retrieve the animals. The driver, Keith Strikeleather, 55, says it was his second week on the job, and he said he went for a walk and lost track of time. (laughs) Bacon saved from frying. How about that? All right, here is my last tidbit of the day. And this is a cute one. comes from Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania woman said her only regret in life was not finishing high school. So Teresa Brandel donned a cap and gown during the last week of May and picked up an honorary diploma at the age of 105. She was surrounded by four grandchildren, eight great-grandchildren, and five great-great-grandchildren at her Oakdale nursing home in Pennsylvania. Brendel, who attended the Stowe High School, had to drop out to care for her ailing mother years ago. That—that That is a story, a news tidbit. Good for her. She got her high school, or at least honorary, high school diploma. All right. It's been fun being with you today. We're coming to the end of the hour. I'm here with you live on Thursdays from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm here to entertain you and tell you some things you might want to know and some things you might not want to know. But my job is a unique blend of humor, opinion, storytelling, and information. That's what my job is on Talk Zone Radio. Let's end the program with a couple of riddles. I know Some of my colleagues that I work with like to hear these. First one. Why was the turkey arrested? Why was the turkey arrested? Can you figure it out? Well, the turkey was arrested because it was suspected of foul play. (laughs) Um, Here's another one. What happens when you tell a skeleton a story? What happens when you tell a skeleton a story? You know, it goes in one ear and out the other. (laughs) All right, well, I have fun with these riddles. You may have heard this. and This is a real easy one. You should all be able to get this one. What did the mayonnaise say when the fridge door was opened? What did the mayonnaise say when the fridge door was open? It said, close the door, I'm dressing. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, those are some riddles I had for you. I hope you enjoyed them. Tell them to your friends. Maybe you can stump them. This is Leonard Birdsong of Leonard Birdsong Radio. You can find my books at leonardbirdsong.com. You can read for free my blog at www.birdsongslaw.com. All one word, birdsongslaw.com. I enjoy being with you here on Talk Zone. You hear some of my funny stories. You get some of my opinions, and maybe you even learn a little something. If so, I feel good. I will be with you next week on a talk zone, internet radio at its best. Until next week, this is Leonard Bertong saying sayonara.
2: Consumer Debt Counselors is a company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to consumerdebtcounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232.